everyone just needs to start. We all need to start. We don't need to be biblical theologians on day one of our Christian faith. As long as we have a start and we have a place where someone can pour into us and begin to coach us and mentor us, we can begin to grow. Teach her how to jump and how to stretch when she reach Like the angels do and you gon' make it through now Tell about the healer I said to the Father, I said, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that my relationship grows with you. Take her Welcome back, y'all. I'm Casey Alexis, and you're watching Being Eve TV. So we're now at episode three of the amazing ABCs of our faith series. I am so ecstatic as to how far we are right now just doing YouTube as a whole. For those of you who have been joining me week to week, I appreciate you so much and I am so thankful for you. Please extend your appreciation to me by liking, sharing, and of course, subscribing. Thank you all so much again. I'm ecstatic to be on with you guys for another entry into the ABCs of our faith series. It's going to be a powerful series. We're going all the way to Z, y'all. Yep, I got an X and I got a Z. Mm -hmm. God is good. So I'm excited about what he's going to be doing in us and through us because this series is blessing me as well. Believe it or not, there are things that I say on uh, as I'm recording that literally set me aback. And I'm like, hmm, I got to dig deeper into that some more just for myself. For example, with letter A in regards to the anointing, that really blessed me because now when I'm having a moment of hardship or I'm having a challenge or the kids are driving me crazy, I'm like, listen, I am anointed for this. And I pull on the anointing of mother. I pull on the grace of mother. And I ask you, dear heavenly, dear heavenly father, to give me more grace, to pour on me more anointing, to do this job that you have called for me to do three times and in three different individuals with three different calls and anointings on their lives. And I'm sure for you all who are watching, who also have multiple children, you understand that you need more than just you. You need the anointing of God, right? You need that letter A. You need, absolutely need letter B, being born again and entering into letter C, which is of course, Christian what it means to be a Christian. Now, I'm not gonna go dig deep into the historical aspect of it as far as when they started to use that title and all that good stuff. You can get that on another channel <laughs> with a theologian. I'm here just to simply just bless you with some simple truths that you can begin to plant and pour into your life and begin to live this thing out the way God intended. And everyone just needs to start. We all need to start. We don't need to be 
Biblical theologians on day one of our Christian faith. As long as we have a start and we have a place where someone can pour into us and begin to coach us and mentor us, we can begin to grow, right? Because the born again process is indeed a process like we talked about in last week's episode. So today we're gonna dive in a bit in regards to what it means to be a Christian. Because of course you do need to be born again. That's essential, that's number one, right? And in that episode, we talked about it being in three parts, what you actually have to do to uh, start that process on the right foot. And that's number one, submit and commit. Number two, right? Pursue and give way to the Holy Spirit because it is a gift for us all. And number three, digging into our word, reading and studying the word of God. So that's essential to the born again process, right? And that is essentially what makes us a Christian. That word simply means Christ follower. You are a Christ follower. You are a disciple of Christ. Now, what does it mean to be a disciple? So in the ancient days, which is the time of Christ, when they had disciples, you literally walked in the feet of your teacher. You were walking in his dust. You followed him that closely. Okay, you were all up on it. Okay, you you slept with him, and that's what the um, the apostles did, right? They slept with him, they ate with him, they fellowship with him, they did life with him, and so that's essentially what you become. You become a disciple. You eat the word of God. You live the word of God. You sleep the word of God. You walk in the word of God. That's essentially what it means to be a Christ follower, doing everything that your rabbi, your teacher, Christ has done. You are essentially just a repeat (laughs) of who he is. You're literally his hands and feet on earth, right? You're an extension of him. When people see you as a Christ follower, they're supposed to see certain characteristics about you. Remember, you're born again, right? Born in the spirit, not of the flesh. So eventually, as you go through the born again process, your actions change. You literally become a Christian. You become a Christ follower. So your life resembles that. Your life resembles the word of God. You become a house of prayer, like I like to call it in the BE prayer room, where we literally seek the face of God in prayer to be more like Him, to move in signs, miracles, and wonders. Because Christ's followers essentially do what Jesus did. Jesus walked on the earth and He did signs, miracles, and wonders. He healed the sick right? He blessed people's lives. He delivered them from demons. He was a walking, talking, uh, living, breathing heaven on earth. And he moved in that way. He moved with compassion. He loved on others. He loved on the unfortunate. He poured into them. Um, And that's what we're supposed to do. We're given directives in that regard. We are directed to be like Christ. In fact, Jesus said out of his very own mouth, greater works we shall do. So based upon that, let's jump into the word of God because that is essential to know exactly where we can get a glimpse 
of what it means to be a Christ follower, what that looks like. And the greatest place to go is in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. We're going to head to verse 42 and we're going to read down to verse 47. I think this gives a great glimpse of what it means to be a Christ follower. So the Bible says, and starts in verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were saved. So here we have a glimpse of what it means to be a Christ follower, a Christian in a Christian community. This chapter and these verses explain to us how they lived back then after Jesus had already left, he had ascended and the Holy Spirit descended. So they did all of this with the Holy Spirit at the center of it all. They devoted themselves to one another. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, truly the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when you are a Christian, you devote yourself, you devote yourself to the word of God. You devote yourself to the teachings of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what they did. And they also, right, saw signs and wonders being done. This was a daily occurrence in the book of Acts, seeing miracles, seeing people delivered, seeing people set free, seeing minds becoming whole again, seeing hands grow out, seeing people, paralyzed people, paralytic people walking again, right? Seeing cancer dissolve out the body, seeing eyes being opened, blind eyes open. This is what they did on a regular basis. Okay, and so they didn't do this through their flesh. This was all done through the power of the Holy Spirit. And they also sold their possessions. That means that they were so dedicated to the gospel of Jesus Christ that they sold their possessions, they sold their extra things that they didn't need, things that they were just laying around the house being wasteful and they gave onto the church. So that's for some of us who like, oh, the church steals our money, da 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 Listen, it's all about where you are going. Did God lead you to that church or you went there all on your own, right? Not all churches are bad. Not all churches have bad leaders. Listen, y'all, there are so many great churches that are moving in the power of God. The Lord blessed me with an amazing church here in Georgia. It is called Christ Fellowship Church. It is an amazing church. The power of God moves in that church. Sweetie, what you see here in Acts chapter, chapter, Acts chapter 2, we actually see that on a weekly basis by the grace of God. And they look nothing like me, y'all. And what I mean by that is 
I can probably count on my two hands how many people that look like me go to that church. But the love of God is so prevalent and so heavy in that place that I never feel out of place. As a matter of fact, I feel so loved every time I go there. I am loved even when I'm not there. People check in on me. They're checking on my children. It is a beautiful atmosphere. And we see signs, miracles, and wonders every single week. Y'all, people getting healed from cancer. People walking that came in in wheelchairs are walking out. And this is not something that's happening hocus pocus, okay? This is literally the glory of God that has descended upon this place. And it's not hands being laid. This is all happening in the baptismal waters. I will drop a link to a video so that you can kind of see a testimony and kind of get acclimated to it. So if you are in the North Georgia area, come and visit us. We'll be so happy to see you there. But again, y'all, going back to the love, the love is so prevalent in the atmosphere. I feel so loved. Just to give you an example of something that has stayed with me to this day, I was getting baptized in the waters. I remember going in, coming out, and there was a woman that she was holding my hand. And y'all, I will never forget this. She didn't look like me. And she kissed my hand and just blessed me. Listen, I will never forget that because that broke any inhibitions that I had about race off of me. All of that fell off of me. And when you are a Christian, race should be a non-factor. If you are really a believer in Christ Jesus and you are in a Christian community, whether it's diverse, whether it's, uh, you know, predominantly white or predominantly black or whatever the case may be when you go up in there if the love of god is there the glory of god is there and jesus is up in there the holy spirit is up in there the father son the holy ghost they all up in there race becomes a non-factor all that stuff that we deal in the outside world becomes a non-factor because in the kingdom of god if it's the power of the holy spirit operating through that community there is no jew there is no gentile there is no female or male there is no black or white there's none of that it's just christian follower of Christ, disciple of Christ, right? And so here we see them moving in that way to the point they're giving up their stuff just to be able to take care of one another. That's love. Because love, love sacrifices and love is sacrificial, right? That's what I teach my children. If you love me, you are going to think about me before you do something. You're going to say, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice this little piece of enjoyment that I think I'm going to get by screaming and carrying on in this house for the sake of my mother. <laughs> if you love me, you're going to sacrifice for me. So here these people are coming together. They're teaching us how to be Christ followers, how to be Christians, and they're sacrificing for one another. They're selling their goods. They're selling their homes. They're selling their properties, their extra cars and all that. Good. Well, they had cars back then, but you know, they, 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 um, they're donkeys, you know, they're selling their camels, that type of stuff. Yeah, they're doing that. 
And day by day, they're coming to church together. They're going to the temple. They're fellowshipping together. They're worshiping together. All of that builds intimacy, right, between one to another to the point where you don't even know the person, but because you guys come from the same, have the same spirit from within you, you carry the same Holy Spirit, it's an automatic connection and there's a love there. And of course, it grows through relationship, right? And they praise God together. They're breaking bread in their home. So they're having dinner together. So there's a love. And everybody, everyone is moving with generosity. They're praising God. They have favor with all people. And this is the key right here. A Christ follower. As a believer, as a Christian. Your number one priority is to see people saved. You desire to see people become born again. You, once you've tasted the goodness of God and the realness of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, you desire to see other people tasting the same. It's almost like when you have a good meal, right? You start to tell everybody, you love, man, I went to this restaurant, the restaurant, this food is the bomb. This food is so good. You have to go to this place, right? It's like me being on YouTube right now. The love of God has been so amazing in my life. I just can't get enough of him. I have to tell the whole world that Jesus still saves. I got to get on here and be uncomfortable. I got to get on here and be vulnerable. I got to get on here and show all my imperfections and tell people that Jesus still saves. He still cares about you. He still cares about your children. He still cares about your family, right? And so that's the beauty of the gospel. You want to see people saved. You want to see people delivered and in their right mind. You want to see people living out their true identity, not what the world is telling them is their identity, but what their identity is in Christ Jesus. So being a Christian, being a Christ follower, your desire is to fulfill the great commission, going out into all the world and preaching and teaching the gospel. And so that literally is it in a nutshell, is a simple, simple explanation of the gospel, of being a Christ follower, being a disciple of Christ. I hope this blessed you because remember the aim is, is to give us a strong foundation in our faith through the ABCs series so that now based upon our strong foundation, we're learning from Lois and Eunice in raising our own Timothys, in raising our own Hannahs, in raising our own Esthers, in raising our own mighty women of God and mighty men of God, raising uh, pastors and evangelists and teachers, raising entrepreneurs, raise, raising great men and women of God. So we have to have that strong faith in order to do it because remember, we're training up our children in the way that they should go so that when they grow up, they do not depart from it. So I hope this one blessed you as well. I hope you sitting down with me and learning the simple truths of what it means to be a Christ follower has blessed you indeed and that it continues your faith walk knowing, 
trusting and believing the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, knowing that he sent his only begotten son to die upon the cross for us, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. What verse is that? I know you know what it is. That's right, John chapter 3, verse 16. John 3, 16. Amen, amen. So now let's jump into prayer. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the ability to sit and learn, sit and spend some time in your word, soaking up your goodness, soaking up, Father, all that you have for us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our path. Father, I pray that you bless these women who tune in weekly. Father, begin to show them that you see the work that they are doing, that they're, even as they watch these videos, they are sowing seeds into their home that will, Father, Lord God, bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that the work that they're doing is not in vain. You're bringing them closer to you as they continue to seek you through these videos, Father God, that their relationship with you will continue to grow and that, Father, Lord God, that they will be a Christ follower, a disciple of Christ, a true Christian, living this thing out, Father, Lord God, completely committing and submitting to your will and your way. We thank you, Father, Lord God, that these women will not be lukewarm. They will not have one foot in and one foot out. That they will be fully planted with both feet, secure in you and the truth of the gospel. Lord, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise as you continue to bless their families, bless their children, keep them safe and protected. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you, ladies, and I'll see you next week. Take her home.